You are listening to PLV Radio Network. Join us in celebrating all of life's possibilities. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, everybody. Welcome back to another edition of Positive Living Vibrations with me, your host, Sarah Troy, and my guest all the way from England, Maria Del Norte. We're going to be talking about a miracle today, a miracle that something, I think, that affects everybody in life, something that really kind of um, helps us believe exactly what life is all about. Maria's fourth child was born four months early and only weighed a pound and was really told that she needed to say goodbye to the baby. The baby would not make it, but she wasn't going to give up and she wasn't going to give in. And she believed that if she just simply loved him, uh, it would bring this child into life. And this is exactly what has happened. So she has now shared her experience with us. Um, called The Healing of the One Pound Baby in a beautiful book. And it's the amazing story of her, you know, of how she really willed this child to life. When everybody said, give up, it's painful, let the child go, she believed so very, very much that love was going to bring this child into life. And we're now looking at a very, very healthy little girl today who doesn't look like there's anything wrong with her, uh, running around and laughing and truly enjoying life. And this wouldn't have happened had she given up or given in. So the bond between a mother and a child is one without equal and in the history of sentiment of life. So welcome to the show, Maria. Hello, Sarah. Thank you for having me. Oh, pleasure, pleasure. Now, we do have a bit of echoing going on, folks, and that, unfortunately, is just the way internet radio sometimes goes. So bear with us. It's the content. Ignore the little sound effects in the back. We won't charge you extra. (laughs) Now... I mean, I can't imagine, I had difficulty giving birth myself and I nearly lost my son and I know what it's like to kind of, you know, nearly lose a child and and fight for them to be born. But to actually hold a child that is one pound and not fully developed in your hands um, and the horror of that the child may not make it, I can imagine that trying to pull onto your belief or your, your spirituality or your love at that point you know, is was a hard thing to do because you're pretty well in panic mode. Yes. Um, well, of course, it didn't help that no one really believed um, uh, that she would make it, or let's stand if she would make it, that that she would be fully healthy. Um, the doctors never gave me any um, positive outcome, um, but I, I did have quite an, an amazing experience just after I gave birth to her very unexpectedly in the bathroom of a hospital, luckily. (laughs) Um, Once she was um, born and uh, taken care of straight away, and they put me in a hospital gown, uh, put me in a bed. I I just, just, you know, I thought I was going to give up, and it was all too much. And on exactly that moment of complete surrender... Like, you know, what, what can I do? Um, I had this incredible calm coming over me. And I, I knew it was the, the universe, my angels. It, it was very, very clearly a, a message, and, and a warm glow of support around me saying, do not give up. Everything will be okay. 
And thanks to that feeling, that on that moment, I um, I didn't listen to anything <laughs> what anyone else had to say um, about her future. Exactly. And, uh, you know, I mean, a mother's love, you know, is something that's so very, very strong, the bond. Yeah. You don't carry a child, you know, in your belly with, without forming a bond. Yes. And, you know, sometimes, you know, a child, they're, they're just meant to come here for a short while and cause chaos. I don't know why. Mm-hmm. Um, but clearly this child was meant to be born and there was clearly a lesson to be learnt here. Yes. So faith being one of them. Yes, um, I had a long history of not believing in myself, mm-hmm. thinking um, I, I, that I couldn't do anything, especially when it came to the spiritual uh, healing side, because I, I, I had always been really strongly been attracted to all spiritual practices since I was um, little, like seven, eight years old. I remember seeing um, spirits in my bedroom when I went to sleep. Um, I was always attracted to the the, how did the oracle cards and and I did Reiki and I, I it all it kept coming on my path but I kept thinking oh I'm not good enough or oh, I'm just making it up constantly doubting myself but that of course already came from family circles going yeah. from mother to daughter from to daughter and and so on so. No, no wonder I couldn't get out because it was such a strong circle that kept kept coming back. Um, and I think I, I am forever grateful because the universe has given me the most beautiful um, present ever. And by by bringing Eloisa um, to me, with of course quite in quite a dramatic way, it um, shocked me out of. It, or, of how I was thinking. It was an enormous butt kick. Uh-huh. Like, you know, you can do this and you will now be woken up and you will now believe in yourself and, and you, you will heal because you can do it and you need to help other people opening their eyes in, in the ability of, of healing ourselves and in the positive mind, how we can create our own fabulous lives. And, you know, because when any mother knows that, the, the, the love you feel for your child, is you can't compare it with anything else. And when your child lays there with so as small as your hands on breathing machines, um, you know, her skin was still sticky because it wasn't even fully formed yet. She couldn't open her eyes yet because it was still fused. And I knew I could do something. So what, what did I do? I was like, right, okay, I'll, I'll do anything I can. I need to start believing it. And, and I started healing the ways I, I, I knew that worked. And I have proven myself that I can do it. And I have, um, my, my life has changed. So, so, you know, a gift to, to each other. You know, you gave her the gift of life, literally. And she yes. gave you the gift of redirection into embracing yes. your life's purpose. Um, yes. What kind of things did you do, you know, apart from just believing that she would make it and loving, you know, what kind of practices did you do in order to kind of help her sustain this life? Um, well, funnily enough, again, that's how you see that my angels and the whole universe, they were with me every step of the way because they brought occasions on my path during my whole hospital stay that you, you can't even imagine uh, what they they did, but for me every time to to learn more. By example, 
um, uh, how would I say, first of all, just to the physical things concerning her premature birth. Um, it, it's, it's, I, I won't explain the, the whole uh, physical things about what the duct is, but it's a really, really important part around the heart to make a baby um, breathe um, breathe easily so it can breathe. And with a full-term baby, it's closed off automatically when they're born. But with a prem baby, it, it's not. So it makes it very difficult to breathe. Um, and very often they need surgical intervention um, to have that closed off. Now, when they said that, I was like, there's no way they're going to operate my baby um, because that takes even more risks on such a small baby. So I would go and imagine her duct. The doctor had explained, and that's all I needed to know, that it actually looks like a rugby goal. And the piece in the middle needed to go. So I would imagine a rugby goal, but knowing in my mind that it was her duct, the important piece that needed healing, and I would, with imaginary saws and suction pipes, I would remove that middle bit of the rugby goal. And then I would make sure it all looks clean. So I only had the, the vertical um, uh, sides left. And when it was all done, I knew that her duct had been healed. It had been closed off. And so it was all was well. And then I let it go. Um, when they took a new... Um, X-ray off to see what happened to the duct. A few days later, the duct had closed. Mm-hmm. So when when that is said, the euphoria I felt was enormous. Um, it shows again how, and I'm not making this up. It might sound so unbelievable, but it is true. That is what happened. Um, and other things, uh, uh, like things would not to do with her then, but they would give me um, new exercises, I'd call them. For example, a little boy in the ward that always pulled my attention, but I ignored it, thinking, oh, I have enough on my mind, I have enough on my, on my mind. But they thought about it differently. So they kept pushing my nose on it until, you know, I'm not going to ignore a little boy that needs help. Yeah. yeah. Um, so there you go. Then I imagined that little boy and I um, psychically went to feel what was going on. Now, I knew from his mother, because I saw her in, in, the, in the parents' room, that he had, um, he had defecated in the water and started breathing before he was born. So his lungs were seriously damaged. Now, I would go and... Imagine his lungs, and again, with suction pipes, imaginary, clean them out. And I put the green healing color in them, and everything just with the mind, like like you're making a picture, but in your mind, until it felt fine. And then things would come up, like suddenly, I would psychically see his father standing, uh, and I would see that the right lung had it more difficult. So energies from the father, emotionally, the baby had taken them on, so I would remove these energies back to the father, and he happily took it back because it was healing his son. Yes. And which then gave, went back to his mother. Um, so it's incredible the thing, and that's where I learned it as well how energies go from parent to child, parent to child, you know, and it keeps going. But of course, if you don't, he, if it becomes too much, then one person will become ill because of it yes and that is what happened in that case so that was another massive lesson of how it can all go so and more things like that were were thrown on my path 
um, where I learned enormously a lot in, in, a, in just four months, uh, which can help me now in doing healing work on people who come and see me in, in my private practice. The thing is about energy and people, it's because they don't see it. They don't believe it. But, you know, we don't see the wind. We don't see the air we breathe. But, you know, without it, we would not exist. Energy it runs throughout us and is in every particle around us. And when we allow the energy to flow, it kind of keeps us healthy. Uh, the emotional, the physical, the spiritual energy. And when we can put that energy on somebody else who is fighting for that energy in order to heal it can give them what they need to heal themselves it's such a powerful tool that we have such little understanding of mm -hmm. definitely i apologize my clock is going <laughs> <laughs> British clock in the background there. Oh, goodness me. <laughs> I couldn't stop that one. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. Um, we still have time on our side. Yes. So, I mean, it, it's, you know, medical practice, of course, it's it's all about science. It's yeah. about what they, they've learned, what they know. So for you to be healing your baby and, and other babies around you yes. while you're in the hospital, um, you know, was it something that kind of blew their socks off or were they skeptical of it? Did they try uh, and stop you? To be honest, I, I never told anyone what I did because I always, it's only after her birth that I started, because I started trusting so much, I started um, coming out with it and, and I'm, I'm really honest about what I do. Um, but in the hospital, especially being around all those medical people, uh -huh. I was too scared yeah. <laughs> that they might send me to a psychiatric institution. <laughs> They're coming to um, take you away, so, yeah. <laughs> yeah so, so I didn't say anything. But the funny thing, well, funny, um, the amazing thing was that one of the doctors, and we were kind of attracted um, to each other in energy was to talk to each other, um, very early on, she was a young, a young doc doctor still with small children herself. And she saw me read um, some stuff about crystals. And, and she came to me straight away and she was like, oh, what, what are you learning? And I thought, you know what, she's asking me, so I'm not going to lie about it. Mm -hmm. And as I told her, she got so excited and she said, oh, that's so fantastic and it works so well and, um, oh, and I had enough of the, uh, the medicine I'm in now and I really want to work more with the alternative healing. And I, I was so amazed um, that, that she said that uh, because such a smart, intelligent lady who's, who's in the, um, in the, the normal um, medical field. Yes, yes, in the medical um, field to believe in, in, in the spiritual healing. Um, I had one of the experiences with her as well, um, was where, because that's how you see the universe knows where they place um, their healers, because she, she clearly was doing healing on an, a lot deeper level than just the medical um, healing. She, she was a very, very strong um, healer. Uh, but of course, no one knew that uh, about her because she was. In, uh, she didn't want anyone to know because she thought, "How what will they say of me?" She was a bit worried about all yes. of that. Um, now there was one incredible um, moment where Eloisa had come off the ventilator and she was on a different type of breathing um, machine, and she had it a bit more difficult. And the doctors had decided she needed to go back on the ventilator. Oh, I was so. 
gutted because I knew she I knew she could do it. She didn't need to go back on that full ventilation. Now it happened that that um, spiritual healing doctor was just was there that day. So she said to me, just calm down, go to the parents' room uh, because you don't want to see us do that, and we'll I'll call you when it's finished. It will be a few minutes. So okay, fine. Um, so. She, she went back and she was away 10, 15 minutes. She came back. She said, um, just hang on. We have, we're not done yet. I'll be back in five minutes. <laughs> okay. So same happened again. And then after another 10 minutes, she came back and she said, she hasn't gone back on the ventilator. She's fine. So when she took me uh, to the side, she has said to me, uh, she said to me, look, I knew she could do it. I knew she didn't need full ventilation. But of course, in her shoes... How long can she um, be, how would you say it, uh, to the, towards the other doctors? Yes. Can, can she say, no, stop, don't put her on full ventilation? Um, she wasn't going to uh, go over the limit. She wasn't going to put Eloisa in any risk. But she had to stay responsible and uh, being able to explain herself to the other medical staff. Mm-hmm. But then she said to me, she had said to Eloisa, come on, Eloisa, Please breathe properly. Don't have your sats drop all the time because I will have to put you back on full ventilation. And two minutes after she said that, her sats went up again and didn't come down anymore. So she proved to the doctors um, she didn't need to go back on full ventilation. And she was fine. You know, the thing is what I kind of laugh at is that we talk about alternative medicine, but when we think about it, it's been there from the beginning of time. It is Western medicine that is alternative. Um, it's only been around a couple of hundred years, and you look at things like crystal healing or, you know, uh-huh. vibrational healing, um, many aromatherapies and, and herbs and nutritionals, they've been around forever. Um, yes. yes, you know, the medical today is doing some amazing things and some incredible strides. Um, but I think there has to be a duality of yes. the the Western and what we call um, the alternative, which I think is the real medicine, working together. Because yes. sometimes what I find a problem with... Um, with the doctors is they're just too scientific. If they would tap into their own energy and tap into their own intuitiveness and trust that, they would actually know how to treat a person where the source of the problem is rather than always going to just the symptom. Yes, I I fully agree with that. It's... um, we're all energy. We all vibrate. That's where we need to we need to work on to hide the vibrations to get it all working again. And 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 I strongly believe in Luisa's case, it was the full collaboration of the medical and the spiritual healing. One couldn't have done without the you know without the other one. Um, and that's what brought it to a, a beautiful result. By example, the um, the effects of premature birth. Um, meaning it can block, for example, birth trauma, Can uh, long treatments from doctors can block the base uh, chakra, uh, which means, okay, the baby goes through the whole hospital treatment and then goes home, but because of the blockage in that energy uh, wheel, they can still get cere- uh, cerebral palsy, yes. eating problems, allergies, problems with the intestines, and that is all related to that energy wheel. So if the trauma that the child has gone through by 
um, having been born so early or born sick, if that energy wheel would have been cleansed so it turns beautifully again, the effects of the blocked energy, like all these diseases, can't manifest. So, and that's somewhere where the 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 the, the doctors, goodness me, I forgot the word again. <laughs> they can't do anything about with all their medicine no. because that's pure energy work. And the thing is, is that, you know, like drugs and, and operations are not the healing of everything. Um, no. if they have their place. Um, there is far too much rushing to surgery or rushing yes. to put people on drugs without truly understanding where is that energy blockage? Yes. You know, is it emotional? Is it physical? Um, we need to investigate more before we, you know, put people on these drugs or decide to lop off their breasts because of cancer or potential yes. cancer. Yeah. It's gone too far. Yes. Um, and it's, as you said, you had a doctor there that, you know, was an energy healer, but mm-hmm. didn't want to tell anybody. So had to work under the radar. And that's such a shame yeah. because it made her a better doctor. Yes, definitely. Well, to, to give another example, um, about that you don't get to the, 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 the roots of the problem with, with the other, just with medicine, is Eloisa had um, a typical thing what many prem babies have, but it doesn't surprise me again, is that they, retain, they have edema. They retain fluid around the groin and the legs. Now, again, the groin, that's near the, the sacral chakra, the, emotion, the, yeah. the energy point of emotions. And the legs is, is linked to the base chakra. Again, it, it shows water fluid is emotion. She, that meant she couldn't let go of emotion linked to her birth trauma because birth trauma is in the base chakra. Um, so that's why they hold up all that fluid. They gave um, medicine for that. It didn't go. And, and I, during her hospital stay, I didn't really concentrate on that. Um, and then once she came home, I thought, you know what, I'll heal with crystals because I couldn't bring them in the hospital. So I couldn't work with those while she was there. And um, I put a soda light in her sock. Of course, I always kept a very close eye on her when she had crystals um, near her. Three days later, because soda light calms um, and it, it heals eudema. Um, three days later, it was gone. So all these drugs she had, they gave her in the hospital for it and it didn't help. You heal with a crystal, three days later, eudema is gone. So because we had healed on deeper levels, the crystal had helped to heal the emotional blockage. The fact that she had it really difficult emotionally, that she had to fight so hard for her life. Yes. Yeah, actually, you know, I have a 95-year-old mum that's bedbound. And uh, she suffers from the edema and her legs sometimes are just unbelievable. Uh, mm-hmm. And they literally leak. And, you know, you're saying that's the emotional chakra that's closed off. Yes. Um, you know, she she wants to die, but she's scared to die. And she's yes. receiving no um, spiritual counseling whatsoever to help her cross over. And so it's making her more and more emotional and more and more panicky, which is yes. creating the bigger, bigger problem. And, yes. and it's um, it's so sad to see. I'm here in Canada. She's in England. So it's it's hard. Oh. I can't yes. do anything about it. But I don't understand why, you know, for centuries and centuries and centuries. Yeah, when it came to infections, um, many people did die. You know, obviously when it came to various operations and things we're so advanced today but you know we 
we still managed as people to live for a long time with, you know, with either crystal or vibrational, with, um, you know, herbs and flowers and everything else. Um, it's it's something that we really need to actually embrace because it's what keeps us well, isn't it? Mm-hmm, definitely. Well, the thing is, and, and I'm actually so proud of it that I can bring up my four children already with that yeah. way of thinking. Like when they fall or, or they're like, oh, my tummy hurts. I, and my children even ask, oh, mommy, can you put some stones on it? So <laughs> then I, I put um, just... I ask for the energy of the stone to the universe and I place it in their tummy or on in their throats uh, because that's where a physical crystal lacks um, then. So I just purely ask the energy of the stone, that's ethereal crystals then, to the universe to place it where it's needed. And most, nearly 99% of the time, um, they, they're healed and a day later they're fine. Or when they're not well and they have a bug, it passes in no time. Uh, so, and I, I'm, I'm really happy that I'm teaching them already now that they can heal themselves, that they just heal so easily. Or I'll, I'll ask them if they've got pain in their throat, why did you have it difficult? Um, is there something you want to say to mommy? Or has someone upset you? Because, of course, it's the shack of communication. Um, so I'm kind of trying to teach them already now to think deeper, that there's not just to run to the doctors for some medicine, um, but to think, why why do they feel that way? And and it's it's I'm very happy that I can do that. Yeah, and also so non-invasive. I mean, you know, far too many people run. You know, there's that commercial. Uh, not all. Um, what is it? not all colds need drugs or something and yes. you know and how we're over drugging the population which is creating so many um, other issues yes. um, and you know they're beginning to realize that you know you over medicate and you're just asking for trouble yes. uh, and very often it is just sometimes even just a question of fluids and rest yes. um, or you know calming down or yes. taking that time out we don't allow ourselves to have time to heal, do we? It's pop a pill and go back to work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And very often, indeed, I see that with the children as well. It's purely because it's been too much, and they they need a good night's sleep, early to bed, or a morning where they relax. And, and I put some crystals and healing on them, and they're fine, and they feel recharged again. So that's that's indeed very often um, what it is. Now, how did your kids cope through this with you being in the hospital, you know, with the baby and, and you know, and how much did you tell them of what was going on? Because, you know, obviously kind of traumatic for them as well, for your other kids. It was, definitely. Um, the thing was as well, she was born two hours away from home. So it's not that everyone could just come and visit me. But again, I think it was done for it. There was a reason for it because it, it was myself and Eloisa on, on our mission. Um, my husband couldn't be there because he, he lost his brother a few years before and I knew emotionally he wouldn't have been able to, to handle it. It would have been too much for him. So that's, that was the way of the universe protecting him um, with that, from that. Um, my other children, we explained everything and very shortly after she was born, they came to see her because we wanted to see we wanted them to see why mummy wasn't at home because I'm always there for them. I'm, I'm the one who, who's running around with them and, and I'm constantly there for them. Um, so, and I think that helped that they could see her 
being so incredibly not only small but just not looking like a pink cuddly baby so I think they understood don't don't ever underestimate um, children they they understand uh, after that of course it was difficult for them to come and see me uh, but luckily I had no family in England so none of no one could come and help me the other only people that were there was, was my my in-laws but they're already in their 80s even though really fit for their age um, you can't expect too much um, from them. My, luckily, I had a friend in Belgium who's, who was fantastic, and she came over and looked after the children for a week. Um, and it was actually because for three weeks I didn't go home. Emotionally, I couldn't leave her. I was, let's say, so into the zone of I am going to heal this baby. Um, I couldn't let go. That was another lesson, a lesson in learning to trust in her power. Mm. Uh, when one day my friend said honestly to me, because everyone always said, no, the children are fine, the children are fine, just to protect me. Um, and she said, look, Marie, they're not fine. They're missing you. They need to see you. Uh, uh, because Jack, my eldest, had had a, a major meltdown and he just... Oh, crying and, and just not moving, just shoulder shocking crying. Um, Adam, who, who doesn't, who keeps all his feelings inside and very quiet. And, and she's, you know, I, I was actually really happy with her honesty. And for me, on that moment, it was a, uh, also again, a waking up in learning to trust. Look, you need to now let go. You've done so much. Now you need to trust in her strength. She had let me know, Eloisa had shown me that already, but I hadn't listened. And that's, of course, why then my friend had come with the fact that, you know, I had to come home for the children. Uh, because Eloisa had, uh, she, every time I came closer to her, she stopped breathing. And I felt so nervous. She was flapping her arms around. She was nervous. And it was really uncomfortable. And I could feel that. I could hear my angel saying to me, Marie, you need to step back. Yeah. She, she wants to do stuff herself now. You, you, she's come a long way. She wants to do it herself. But of course, again, I, I was like, no, 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 I have to do this. What if I let go? What if I go? Yeah. And she thinks mommy is gone. Yeah. And thanks to my friend saying, Marie, your other children are missing you. It was, and then the same day, I had a, another friend who called me talking about exactly that subject that I had been such an incredibly strong healing mother, but now Eloisa had to keep learn stuff herself and be strong herself. Um, and thanks to all these messages, in one day I went home and it helped both of us because she learned a lot. She moved on. She was doing very well. No more saturations, droppings once, once I left. And it gave me some beautiful time with my other children and it, I managed to breathe and recharge so it was actually really really good for me to get out of the hospital and uh, go back into into the world uh, to mix with other people yeah I mean I've never had you know a one pound baby but you know for me I've had my kids in the hospital when things have happened and I'm the one that's there and uh, you know I stayed overnight with them and uh, you know if they're a week in the hospital I was a week with them and then I would come home um shower make food do laundry check on the other kids make sure somebody was looking after them and go back again so you know by the end of it 
I was pretty depleted myself because you're trying to be everything to everyone and we can't help everyone if we're, you know, down and out ourselves, right? So we have to recharge if we want to help everybody else. And Yes, but, uh, you know, a one-pound baby or, or full-term baby but who isn't well, it's our sad children, you know, yes. no matter what it is, the, the, the pain and the worry are the same. So... You know, it doesn't matter. Or how big they are, yeah. Yeah, yeah, It doesn't matter. It's your kid, yeah. Yes. And so, you know, obviously we go into mother mode. Um, I actually do know somebody else who had a one-pound baby, but she had this baby at uh, full duration. So the baby was born fully developed. But because she had a split womb, the baby was only born once, you know, only was carried on half the size, you know, half of the womb. And so he was born one pound, but, you know, he had everything together. He was small, but he had everything together. He's now something like six foot six, 250 pounds and, and, you know, incredibly heavy, um, you know, happy and and healthy and, you know, um, got all his, you know, passions and faculties there. So it's um, how they start off isn't an indication of how, you know, where they're going to go in life. Definitely not. I think they even... Uh, are bigger warriors because they they came into this world fighting. So they they I'm I'm hundred percent sure that these um, humans carry that with them their their whole lives. Well, you know, I'm glad that you talked about your daughter. You know, having this edema and it was it was the trauma of her being born that that chakra needed to be released because my son's birth was horrific. Um, you know, his heart beat, uh, beat kept dropping. They had a, a thing on his head. They had a thing on my heart to, mm-hmm. to measure the heart. And uh, then they started picking up an extra heartbeat and they wondered what was going on. So they took me off the monitor and, and still two heartbeats were there. And uh, he was stuck. Um, they broke the forceps bringing him out. I mean, he was covered in, in stool and stress and everything oh. when he was born. Um, his heart rate had dropped several times. And, you know, I always believed that that extra heartbeat was, um, I actually, actually used to feel that it was my dad being with him, giving him that extra, you know, energy that he needed in order to get through because, oh. you know, we, we nearly lost him. And bumps uh, here, <laughs> <laughs> and oh. and it was, and also the clock stopped when he was born. You know, when he ah. was being delivered, all these things were going on in the room, mm. and uh, and you know he's a very spiritual child that has yet not embraced it, but I know the day is coming. Yes. Um, and but one thing I didn't know at that time was the trauma that he carried with him on his birth, and he was a very anxious child. You know, when he when he got into a situation that he understood and knew, he was always the leader, natural born leader. But when he didn't know, and even to this day, he still carries some some kind of sensitivity over certain things. Mm-hmm. And you know, I didn't know that the the trauma of the birth would stay with him, and yes. that we really need to clear that chakra, and we really need to make sure that energy flows within them. Otherwise, they carry something with them that they have no understanding of that has effect on the rest of their lives. Yes. Mm-hmm. It's anxiousness is one of the um, things that can happen to you as well when you have a blocked base chakra. And again, birth trauma is one of the events that can block that chakra. There's, there's many other ones, but that's definitely one of them. Yeah, and I can believe that completely. And uh, so, I mean... Can you work on a person's chakra without them being aware? <laughs> oh, yeah. Of course, and, and energy, 
you know, has no boundaries. Right. Uh, you can, you can, it's, and of course, if, if, it, if you work on someone who doesn't know it, it's always the case that they have free will. So yeah. if they decide, I don't want your help, then yeah. nothing will happen. So that's the free will of people. Uh, and otherwise, they can, what re- really helps physically they can do it themselves is do sports with a very um like running uh walking everything with uh, the use of the legs because that that helps to unblock um yeah. that chakra or uh, very easily that um you imagine uh the base chakra so at the on the on the bottom that is red so just see you try and see oh which color is it now and then you kind of imagine uh, however you see a premature birth and however uh, form or color you see it, imagine it being sucked out of that chakra. So right. if, if your mind tells you to see a, a, a green baby, well, imagine a suction pipe pulling that, um, sucking it out, that, that green baby out of the um, base chakra. And when that's removed, the, the, the birth trauma is removed. So it's, it's actually really easy to do. Yes. Uh, and, and then you imagine, because base chakra is red, that you see, once that birth trauma is gone, you see it red and you see it flow. Um, a beautiful ruby red uh, color. And you see the, the wheel turn. So it, it's, it's really easy to do. But you have to know how, how to do it. And, and lots of it is, is explained um, in the book. Well, you know, there's there's a few things that I'm noticing right now, which I'm sure you're picking up on. There is an energy surge going on, and it's going to get even bigger throughout the year. And I know a few people who use their energy either in the form of, of either healing or just assessing. And they're literally getting energy burns because mm-hmm. the energy is coming on so, so strong. And they're I'm finding that actually they're unable to actually control it. Are you finding right now that there is this kind of energy buildup? And is there a way we can actually kind of protect ourselves, embrace the energy, but also protect ourselves? Well, what I have noticed lately is that there's a lot of people getting very nervous. And I think that's probably, um, because honestly, I haven't heard, I know that the energies are getting higher. Um, and sometimes you have these big energy gates open. Um, I have noticed that many people get nervous and, and, uh, and that's probably because the energies are getting higher. So the, the best you can do, and I have days that it becomes too much um, as well, is breathe. Mm-hmm. I just simply, you, it's like a mother calms her child. You calm all the energies in your belly and you calm it down and keep breathing from your belly because people have forgotten how to breathe yeah. from their belly. They breathe in their chest. But that's not where our, our life, and that's not where our roots are. Mm. Our life light is in our belly. That's where all life starts. As a woman, it's probably easy to understand because we carry babies there. But so just breathing, when you feel it's too much, instead of going get nervous and become irritated with other people, stop and breathe deeply from the belly and calm. Or imagine that all the little busy, busy energies that are flying around in your belly, that you calm them down like a mother calms her baby. And after a few minutes, you will have calmed down. And then you open yourself up and your heart and your arms to receive all that energy in, in a positive way. 
Yeah. I mean, when we, you know, tell people take a breath, that's exactly what it is. And it's, um, you know, I always say to people at least three deep breaths, you know, before you react. Uh, And, you know, just it centers you uh, and uh, what you were going to say just in those three deep breaths now going to you're going to say something different yes. <laughs> so it's a, it's good to take a breath most certainly definitely oh yes so i mean the chakra you know clearing is very very important because we've got to keep those channels open and uh, you know things like um, uh, acupuncture and uh, tai chi and qigong all of these type of things are really great at, at doing that um as you said, Western people aren't really taught how to keep their energy chakras open. Um, they're not in their breathing. They're not in their posture. They're not in their way of thinking. Um, have you got a little exercise you can share with the audience on just being able to kind of center oneself and being able to open up those chakras? Mm-hmm. Um, I, it's indeed, I have noticed uh, more and more people who come and see me uh, to do healing but that the first thing I ask them is, well, can you breathe? And you know what? People do not know how to breathe anymore. Right. And just healing properly where your belly goes up, sticks out when you breathe in and goes in when you breathe out. Very, very important. Just doing that can heal anything. Um, and then again, to heal the chakras is exactly on every chakra, like I explained about the, the birth trauma. You just imagine your chakras in in the correct colors so red for your base then orange just under your belly button uh, yellow on your solar plexus where your stomach is green on your heart blue on your throat um, um, purple on your uh, third eye between your your eyebrows and then uh, violet on or white on top of your head so you just simply imagine the colors and if it doesn't look very nice, just keep seeing the color and, and let it move, let it move. And sometimes, depending on how you, much you see or how, in how much you are in touch with the seeing, you might see things come out. And if it comes out, let it go. It must, must be that it has to go out and then suddenly you'll be able to see the color and the turning wheel a lot easier. Or place crystals on it. Uh, I, I discuss uh, it a little bit in, in the book as well, of course, related to, to the premature birth, um, how certain crystals can help uh, to, to heal certain events and then, uh, which events are related to which chakra. So that's, that's very much explained actually in, in the book about which events can cause to block which energy fields and if those energy fields are blocked, which physical um, and emotional and psychological problems can occur if the energy field is blocked? And then by using crystals or imagine um, if you know which events it were, you can then look in the book to which energy point it belongs, to it, to it being sucked out. And that's how you can, you can heal yourself fully. And, you know, the thing is, is that um, none of this is obtainable if you're not willing to believe. Um, you know, you may not understand it and it may not be something like tangible, like taking a drug or having an operation. It is something that though you will get to understand and truly feel if you choose to take the journey and practice it. You know, do it, believe in it and allow it to show you exactly how it can heal you. So we Mm -hmm. can't go in skeptical. We have to go in open-minded and we'll not be able to receive. 
Definitely. I, I fully agree with that. And that is, that is just something, again, a major lesson in learning to trust. We, we believe, well, we don't believe enough. We don't trust. We're scared. We, mm-hmm. we, we fear things. But then you shrivel. You shrivel and, and you, you don't, you, nothing can come positively in your life if you close yourself off and you don't trust that, you know, we are so, so powerful mm-hmm. because each one of us has the mighty, beautiful universe in us. Trust. And the more you do it, the more results you will see. And, of course, the more you will trust. So it's like, it's like a, a ball that has to start rolling. And you might have a few doubts or, or is it really going to work? Or, you know, in the beginning, but keep going. And the, the more you do it, the more results you will see and the more the trust comes and, and so on. So, well, I mean, that was your case, isn't it? I mean, you were doing this before, but you really kind of weren't, you weren't kind of like, am I doing it right? You know, does, mm-hmm. do people believe in me? You were questioning yourself. Yes. And then, you know, here comes your baby, a gift to you mm-hmm. uh, and say, okay, my life is in your hands. Believe yes. in what you do yes. and give me I, life. I yes. and, and then between, you know, the gift of giving her life, she gave you the, the ability to live the truth of your life. Absolutely, completely, yes. Well, to, to give an example, you know, my um, before my my brother-in-law, um, one day it was on on our wedding for some. Well, we, we knew afterwards unexpected reasons. We decided to get married four weeks or six weeks after we decided to get married. Um, but later we we saw then why uh, on our wedding day my my brother-in-law came to give me a hug and a kiss before they went, and I had this. In a split second, this view of him and this knowing that he would pass away really, really soon. And I was like, what are you doing, Marie? What, what a weird, dark head have you got? Yeah. And I was so angry with myself for even thinking things like that. Um, and only two months later, he did pass away. We had a phone call. He was in Spain on holiday uh, that he was taken into hospital um, of course, my first reaction was, oh, let's give him energy. I'll, I'll send him energy. And I did that while I was actually driving in the car, but there was no one around. We lived in, in the south of Belgium, uh, in the middle of nowhere. And I psychically sent him healing. And within seconds, not even seconds, I could literally see that energy coming back to me with the, the knowing, like psychically he said to me, Thank you, but don't. It's my time to go. And again, I thought, like, what the heck is going? You know, what uh-huh. is? Yeah. Is, I'm just again not believing in what is true. And and half hour later, I had a phone call from my husband that he passed away. So it's it, every time I, I questioned myself. Every time again, I questioned myself: Is this real? But and then thanks to Eloisa, I have learned that that it is true. If I get things through. Don't, don't just push it away. Um, yeah. Or if, if whatever I do, just go for it and trust. And okay, there is free will. Sometimes things will work out differently, but we each have our own free will. Then you have to let it go, which was another um, big lesson to learn to let go and, and, and trust, which I used to find incredibly hard because I would, <laughs> I would hang on to, to absolutely everything. Um, so, yes, major, major lessons were thrown at me um, thanks to my, my little Eloisa. So she's, 
I'm well, forever grateful. Exactly, a gift to each other. I mean, yes. you know, I always talk about people's redirect in life. And, you know, some people get the kiss on the brow and then they just redirect to living their true purpose. Other mm-hmm. people get a hatchet in the head. Well, yes. your little <laughs> Eloise was your hatchet in the head. Yes. And uh, But, you know, what's come out of it is not just the trust and belief in your gift and, and what you do, what your purpose is. Yes. But you've given birth to a child that will live forever in that energy and that trust you know that that spiritual spirituality is within her that she will always live that way and she will be not only an inspiration um to other people but you know she'll have as a resonance about her that will always you know be healing to everybody around her so it's a double gift that you got there well she she already does that now wherever she goes she just she just looks at people, and I know, and people kind of look at me like, uh, "Why is she looking at me?" Yeah, but I know that she knows more. She's reading she's, them. Yeah, she's reading them. Yeah, and she vibrates. She yeah, vibrates a certain energy, um, and people people seem to love her. You know, she's it's always very very nice around her. She's because my other three children are completely different from her. They're quite some strong characters and she she levels everything out so she she was very much needed to yes. come into this family well and she will you know she will be that ultimate um, energy healer uh, because she's doing it already she doesn't know anything different it's how she survived uh, in her own life you know you taught her the tools right from a wee you know wee dot and yes. uh, and it's all that she knows in life and as long as nobody comes along you know, society saying, no, you can't do that. Yes. Um, you know, that gift will be with her for the rest of her life and, and be a gift to others around her. Yeah. It, it's, you know, it's such a shame that, like, my, my son, my eight-year-old, came home to me the other day and he said, oh, mommy, my, my friends say that angels don't exist. And oh, I was like, oh, it's, it's such a shame that not more children know about this because yeah. it could help them in, in their lives. And I'm not making this up because I've... I, I can see them, you know, in, yes. in occasions, I see their energy. And uh, even my, my son, only a week ago, and then he woke up and he said, Mommy, I've seen 11 angels. He called them ghosts. Uh-huh. But he said, I know ghost is not a good name. They were angels, but they were like white and they were shining and they, they were holding hands. And I was so touched by that experience uh, but by the fact that he, he said that to me and then that uh, again, like I said before, that I can teach them already now to live their life in, in connection with with that beautiful world that we can't see with our physical eyes. Yes. And and because it can help us in so many ways. It can make life on earth so much easier if we work with them. Well, that's the duality we're meant to have. You know, we've been living a human existence without embracing our consciousness. And now in order to survive into this fifth dimension, we are going to have to live in duality of our conscious um, mind, you know, conscious soul and the human mind. Um, And it's imperative that we do so. Otherwise, people will get left behind Um, because that's the only way you're going to survive in this new realm. So you may as well embrace, you know, what some people call their sixth sense or their intuition. I call it the knowingness. And, you know, the knowingness comes in at the belly and it's that gut instinct. And I call it your divine knowledge. It resonates with the heart, where the heart truly understands what that knowledge is. It gives it to the spirit, your throat, 
your speaking action, your physical action, and then it gives it to your mind, where your mind knows what it needs to know at the time it needs to know it, and it needs no validation and no explanation. And when you're in that knowingness, it's there is that's it. You've got you've got what you need to know right now. Just act on it. That's fantastically explained. That's exactly it. Yes. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) And it's hard for some people because they just can't register that knowingness because it's not tangible. And we need to get out of this. uh, I need to touch it. It needs to be proven. Um, You know, I need to to, um, understand it because, no, you don't. How many times do we receive information that we don't understand? But because we understand enough to take action on it, it is then revealed. Mm-hmm. Right? The same with your little baby. Mm-hmm. You knew that you had to get in there and, you know, help her breathe. Did you know scientifically what to do? No. You truly were given that knowledge, mm-hmm. that divine knowledge of knowing what to do. And you didn't question it. You just did it. And then as you did it, it revealed itself of why you did it and what the effects are. That's correct. Yes. Very true. <laughs> so we've got to get out of our own heads. Uh, we've also got to get out of the fear of what will other people think. Ah, fully, yes. And that is a bad one, you know, because, um, oh, I, you know, I'd love to embrace this. I'd love to. I mean, I, I played with dead kids when I was growing up. I always had a dead <laughs> friend in my group, you know. Why can't everybody else see her, you know? And it's, I was, you know, it's Lady Gaga say born that way. You know, I was always playing in that spiritual world. Yes. And, uh, I, you know, and I just couldn't understand why other people couldn't see what I was what I was seeing you know what was it was I the freak and you know and that's the thing is people can't see because they don't give them permission themselves permission to see and if they just opened up into all those you know their sensory just tap into their sensory they would actually then begin to understand you know all the energies um the divine energies that's around them well, the thing is as well, children too often these days, when, because of course, what we feel is ourselves telling us what is really going on or what we want or how, you know, what we need to do. But too often is said to children, you know, oh, just, just, just do it or, or just be quiet or, or stop yeah. that. Children should be seen and learn, not heard, right? <laughs> yeah, they, they just learn straight away, oh, it doesn't matter, it doesn't count what I feel, or it doesn't, yeah. you know, so... We, we need to start, and I know some, we all get annoyed and we are on this earthly life and we all get irritated sometimes, but in general we need to learn to stop and listen to our children yes. and, and teach them that it's okay what they feel uh, in, in, in order for them to grow up listening to their feelings and, and in that way believing in themselves and, and what, whatever energy or answers are coming in through their belly, like you explained earlier, that, that it's true and they can follow it and it's safe and they can trust it. I mean, we, we're the custodians. We're purely here to love and guide them, you know, teach and nurture them. We don't own them. They're not our property. And all we're here to do is help them find their own path in life and help them believe in themselves and their own journey. And if we don't allow them to speak, uh, don't allow them to question and we dismiss what what they have to say we are not playing the role that we're meant to play mm-hmm. yeah definitely that's very true so we need to open up and listen to our kids because I think when we do we learn so much from them 
Oh, fully. They, we also sometimes forget that those small children, even little one pounders like Elisa, yeah. very often are older souls and know a lot more than we do. So it's not because they're children that they don't know anything. We, we can learn so, so much if we would stop and actually listen to our children. They haven't yet learned how to lie or, or how to live or speak to somebody else's expectation. They just speak the truth as they see it or they question it. And in that beautiful simplicity, in that honesty, we want to keep them like that. We want them to grow up to be human beings like that, not lose that beautiful gift and then have to get a hatchet in their head later to refind it. Yes. That's <laughs> <laughs> like what happened with me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, believe me, as so many people do. I mean, that's cancer is on the rampage because it is an emotional disease. That's, that's exactly. People, you know, they're so, it, it, I find it frustrating. It's like, cancer, you know, it seems like so many people get cancer, but that's, that's exactly, it's from circle to circle to circle, from family on family on family, that certain emotional blockages, and they become so blocked that then now, all these people living now, and they can't unblock the, the emotional chakra, that they get cancer. That's yeah. purely where it comes from. Yes, it is. You know, I mean, very often you get, you know, some, you get a cancer due to a bad operation or chemical or this or that. But most of the time, it's, you are, it's an emotional, it's emotional disease. Yes, definitely. yes. Mm-hmm. And, uh, um, you know, I've done numerous interviews on people who, you know, uh, the gift of cancer because it made me redirect uh, <laughs> and, uh, you know, get rid of what wasn't serving me and truly live in my purpose. And so Excellent. when things happen to us, instead of going, why me and getting into trauma mode, we have to look at, OK, what does this expect of me and where is it redirecting me? And then learn from these people that have done it that way. Yeah. And, you know sit up and and uh, and I know you know I'm 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 very caring and I I you know I, I feel for those people but you know if, if come on grab grab life and trust and and you, you can do it we can all do it we all have it in us yes exactly and it's just a question of as you said grab life and mm-hmm. you know let it let it be something that you can embrace and truly live by a um the love of self uh, yes. you're not going to love uh, find that love of life if until you love yourself and until you love yourself you're not going to understand what the love of life is so it's very very important that you learn to find that love of self um, and not wait for somebody else to love you you know it yeah. you're responsible for that yourself right yes yeah oh yeah it, do- it doesn't work that way like all my life will be good if if someone else loves me but yeah. no one will you won't find that soulmate fully, you know, in good vibration with you if you don't love yourself. That's 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 where the base is. That's where it all starts. The frequency again, that's being another. on the same wavelength, right? The frequency, the matching yes. of energies. And so if you want to attract somebody with that positive energy that's going to, to serve you by serving them their own lives, uh, you've got to match that energy, which means yes. you've got to bring your energy up. Mm-hmm. Right. Definitely. Well, um, the book is Healing of the One Pound Baby. Can you let everybody know how they can get hold of it? Um, it is for sale on Amazon.com. Uh, so it's called The Healing of the One Pound Baby by Marie Delanota. Um, 
Yes. <laughs> so. And your site is uh, mariadelanote.com, and that is M-A-R-I-E-D-E-L-A-N-O-T-E.com. And it's obviously on the posting as all the, the links are as well. And, you know, so this is a story about how you, you know, gave life to your child, but it's also a story of how that child gave life back to you. Yes, absolutely. And there's a lot to be learned from this. I mean, the fact that, you know, you look at the pictures of her when she was first born and, uh, you know, just as you said, the skin, everything about her, and you look at how she is today. um, And, you know, miracles do exist when we believe in them. Yeah, definitely. That's that's how it works. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, we have to get out of our own heads and just be open to receive. Because when we do, boy, do we receive in a big way. Yes. Trust. <laughs> just trust. Oh, it's such a beautiful word. Yes. And it's a beautiful action. Um, when you get there, it's really quite quite amazing. So, you know, you do the chakras, you do the uh, crystals, and you do um, energy healing. And so people can get hold of you through that through your site? Uh, yes, I, uh, I do healing sessions uh, via Skype. So you can find me uh, via my website where all the details um, are to be found. So that's uh, mariadelanote.com. And, uh, and I believe very much in the, you know, keeping our chakras clear and the, uh, the power of crystals. Uh, the amount of energy that they carry in there is quite remarkable. And just you know, teaching people to actually adhere to their own energy and let it flow. Because yes. energy is meant to be flowed. It's not meant to be trapped. So. Yes, absolutely. But the thing is with the book as well, it's, um, it might be the story about a premature baby, but it can be seen in, in, in every other situation. So it yeah. talks about little Eloisa, but it can be uh, many people can relate to, to completely different situations. And, um, and what I found quite an eye-opener as well, like what it, I explained in one chapter of the book, is like I said before, that people can go and see which life events can block which energy point and which physical um, effects, uh, things can happen if that energy point is blocked. I remember when I was writing it, that I sat there thinking, wow, oh my goodness, that's, oh my God, that's true. <laughs> uh, it's, it's a real eye-opener and um, for, for yourself to see where certain things, physically, emotionally, psychologically, in your own life come from. Yeah. And then once you're aware, uh, you know what you need to do. And most of the time we're just not aware, but when we open up and go, okay, that's the reason why I'm this or I'm that. And, uh, you know, keeping those chakras open is very, very important and letting that energy flow and just letting things go. You know, sometimes there's things at the bottom of the drawer that you didn't know were there and it's time to throw them out. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you so much for this beautiful interview and for your sweet gift, Elise. And, you know, the, the whole thing about not giving up on her um, she came here as a test for you to reignite your ability and uh, had you not done it for her you wouldn't have done it for yourself so you were a gift to each other and an example and an inspiration to all of us so thank you thank you Sarah thank you so everybody never ever believe that something is hopeless because until you give it hope and believe that you can change it you have no idea how powerful you can be So empower your own abilities by believing. Until next week, be open and ready to receive.